listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? We are live. It is playoff time in Houston, Texas, Beyond the Diamond Podcast. Brian Lalima, Apollo Des here with you. And to kick off the Astros run to another World Series title, we are bringing in Ben Verlander of Fox Sports and the host of the Flippin' Bats podcast. Benny, thanks for joining us again, man. I really appreciate your time. Good morning over in California. <laughs> Good morning to you guys as well. Always a pleasure to come on with you, fellas. So thanks for having me. I appreciate that, Ben. Obviously, let's jump right into it. We have what we thought was going to be chaos. We thought we we're going to have play-in games. We thought we we're going to have coin flips in West Texas, all off Friday Night Lights, and it's Yankees, Red Sox. The thing that we all thought was going to happen actually did happen. Chaos didn't, and it's going to be a good game. Uh, I think uh, you have the breaking news of J.D. Martinez not on the roster. Uh, you got big, big Nate Valdi on the mound versus Garrett Cole. Um, let's dive right into it. Yeah, you know, I just think, look, uh, that game that that game is going to be great. And leading up to it, you're you're right that it ended up being Yankees Red Sox like like we thought it was going to be. But the three hours leading up to that game or leading up to that outcome was that was chaos. I know it ended up being, you know, the Blue Jays and Mariners didn't end up making tying, and there was no game one sixty three. But at one point, the Red Sox were down big. The Jays, we all knew were going to win. Um, that that was where the chaos came. The, the Jays, we knew were going to win. And going into the seventh inning, the Red Sox were down three runs. So uh, we we got a little bit of chaos there. We got some excitement on that final day. Um, but look, I, 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 I think this game is going to be fun. It's the Red Sox and the Yankees in a one-game playoff game. Like, you know, as much as we, we see the Red Sox-Yankees all the time, but as much as, like, it, it's – it's a great rivalry. It's a great game. It's going to be fun. And uh, look, the J.D. Martinez news is big. He plays well in big games, it seems. Um, I actually have, I have the Yankees. I had the Yankees winning the game already. I think Garrett's going to throw out or go out and throw a good game, and the Yankees are going to come out on top in Fenway. It's, it's not, you know, it's not too long ago that the Blue Jays really caught fire. I think it was, what, three weeks ago that they couldn't lose the baseball game. Then we saw the Oakland Athletics kind of drop out of it. The Mariners caught fire. Des and I, uh, on one of our very, very first Beyond the Diamond podcasts back early in the season, Des talked about uh, the Mariners and how the Mariners were going to be a sneaky team. And the Mariners kind of reminded him of the 2015 Astros and things like that. And they almost had it. They, they, they were very, very close. And I almost start to wonder, obviously for us as Houston Astros fans and as we cover the team, one of the big trades was Kendall Graveman come over, coming over to the Astros. Before we really dive into the wild card and the other playoff scenarios, Ben, I just want to get your thoughts kind of on that trade. And do you think it had any effect on the Mariners missing the postseason or missing a wild card chance? I know they were they were just just right there on the cusp, but do you think that could have helped them in the long run, maybe saving a couple ball games for from Kendall Graveman? You know, I definitely felt like that was a weird trade. Um, look, Kendall Graveman was one of the best best pitchers in the American League. Um, one of the best relievers in the American league. He still is. Um, so when they made that trade, it almost seemed like they were dedicating themselves to being sellers, which, which I understood because look, they, they weren't, um, in my eyes, what they did this year was remarkable, but by no means were they like 
ready this year, I don't think. I think all along they're they're a year or two away. They just happened to do what they did this year, which was remarkable. So that trade almost seemed like they were sellers. And then you have DePoto coming out and saying, no, we're in this. And people are like, no, you're like, well, then what are you doing? Um, but to be honest with you, Abraham Toro went over there and played like an all-star for this, yeah. like after the trade deadline. So I don't think it ended up hurting them in any way. Um, obviously to not have that guy in the back end of the bullpen is huge, but Toro went over there and, and I'm pumped for him. He, he, became a part of that team he almost he seemingly became like a reason they went on this run at the end just because he was involved in every little thing um he was a huge piece for them down the stretch so i think he graveman would have been big for the back end of their bullpen down the stretch but them not having toro i don't know if they would be where they are either but i was pumped to see them do what they did i was rooting for them down the stretch just because it's a really cool story but the Mariners are going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, for, for the foreseeable future, for sure. Especially yeah, I think in the, the, especially in the AOS, right, Des? For sure. I think the shift a lot was just in the locker room. And all three of us have been in, in locker rooms playing baseball before. If you have a guy that goes down that's injured, that's one of your horses or a big glue guy, you, you, that can kind of take this, the, you know, the wind out of your cells a bit. And shifting back to the wild card, I think tonight you have two horses – and Garrett Cole and Nate Uvalde, who have pitched big games before. And I think both locker rooms really think they have a chance to make a run, not just win this game, but make a run against the Rays because they've they played the Rays a billion times, right? So they know who's coming out. They know what's going on in that next matchup. I think both teams have a lot of confidence in the locker rooms because they held off the Mariners. They held off Oakland. They held off the Blue Jays. And now they're just playing a one-game playoff against your rival to go play the Rays. And I think both locker rooms probably have a ton of confidence going into tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And I even heard Garrett Cole talking yesterday just about the respect that their locker room has for Nate Evaldi. Um, you know, he, he's a stud. He throws well in big games. The Yankees know that. The Red Sox know that. Everybody, um, everybody in the Red Sox locker room is feeling good about who they have on the mound. They're not the ones saying, oh, we wish we had Garrett Cole. Because Nadia Valdi's a stud, especially in big games. And and the Yankees are the same way. They're not saying, oh, we want him. They got their guy going. I think both teams feel very confident about who they got going out on the mound tonight. Um, but, I, you know, I, I look at the winner of this game, and I know they feel confident going forward. But I just think whoever wins this game gets shellacked by the Rays. I, I just think they're so good. Um, but like I said, I, I, I'm – hitching my wagon to to Garrett Cole tonight to win that game. I think when you look at Boston and, and New York, I mean, you really couldn't have scripted it better to have a one-game playoff. It's a big rivalry, like you said, Ben. Uh, I know we were all kind of rooting for some chaos, but now you've got Avaldi against Garrett Cole, your two horses, your two studs, in a one-game playoff. It's going to be wild, but I, I'm with you. I don't think that – Neither the Red Sox or the Yankees have enough to take down the Rays in, a, in just a five-game series. I think the Rays are too loaded. They've got too many arms. They've got too many horses in the back end of their bullpen, the middle part of their bullpen. Their starters are good. Their lineup is good. I just see a clear path for the, for the Rays to the ALCS, whether it's the Red Sox or the Yankees. But it's a wild-card game. It's one-game playoff. It's tonight as we record this on Tuesday. I'm excited. I'm ready for it. Um if there's one, I guess, just to put you on the spot here, if there's one thing that could win either team a ball game tonight, either team win the ball game tonight, what do you think it could be? Whether it's the Red Sox or the Yankees, what's what's one key to a win? 
it it's gonna be one one team's bullpen stepping up. When I look at both of these teams, the glaring weakness for each is their bullpen. Um, you know, the Yankees with you know with Chapman in the back of the bullpen, you you don't know what you're getting this year, and and by and large, it hasn't been good when he comes out. Um, and the Red Sox, and to the contrary, are, are the same. You know, they have Matt Barnes, who came out of the came out of the gates great, was an All Star, and then just can't get any. You know, can't get. He's throwing in the fifth and sixth inning of games at these at this point. Um, yeah. I think whoever wins this game, their bullpen is gonna step up. I think. I think early on, I think we're gonna get through four or five innings of a low scoring ball game, be about one nothing ball game, two to one ball game. And then we're going to get into the bullpen and things are going to get interesting one way or the other because both of these teams struggle back there. So whatever team can put together three, four innings of good, well-pitched baseball is going to win this game. I really think somebody's bullpen is going to blow it tonight. When we, we're going to shift to the NL wall card, but I do need your opinion on this, Ben. How much, and I'm, I'm following the camp of, managers maximize themselves in October. This is what they they've had a whole 162 to figure out what, how to plug, plug their guys in, when to plug their guys in. Uh, we've seen it before. We've seen it with core. We've seen it with Hinch just in our short term of our golden age of our window and our, our, our tree. And now we have dusty Baker as well, but I feel like the real battle is going to be between Cora and, and New York skip Aaron Boone. I, I, I think that who's going to make that decision, who's going to blink first is going to be the ultimate decision and i think it's going to be when it comes to the bullpen who's who i'm going to plug in at at a certain spot yeah you know i think one of my favorite things about october baseball is how you watch managers for 162 games do what they do and then the date hits of october 5th and the panic button just comes out amongst everybody and they manage completely different than they did the entire year. One guy gets on base in the second inning and the starter gets pulled. And it's like, you (laughs) you didn't do this all year. Why? Like, what are you doing? Um, And I love it. I love every bit of it. Um, And if if I'm looking at these two managers, honestly, I, I, I give the edge to Alex Cora. I don't think he's that type of guy that manages too differently. I've seen, Aaron Boone in the playoffs, do just what I said, you know, hit the panic button super early on. And that's not something he can do. For the Yankees to win tonight, even if Garrett gets in trouble early, you got to ride him. You got to get through. You have to get through five, six innings with For Garrett sure. if you want a chance. You, you can't, you know, if they pull him in the fourth inning when, uh, when he gets in a little bit of trouble, you're going to lose the game just because you can't bridge the gap to – there is no gap with them. There is no back into that bullpen for them. You have to get six innings out of him to be successful. And if Aaron Boone pushes that panic button a little early, they're done. And I don't think, I don't think Alex Cora is a guy to do that. I think he kind of just – he has a game plan and, and he sticks with it. And I think we saw that uh, when they won before that he just – um, he has a game plan and he sticks with it. And, and that's important in the playoffs because far too often you see guys just do, you know, do what they did for 162 games and get their team in a great spot. And then come game one of the playoffs, like who, who even are they? Yeah. I, I always, I always find it interesting how the leash on pitching on pitching rotations and, and the starters get so short in the playoffs and, I don't really – I mean, I get it from one perspective, but then on the other side, I just don't understand it. I mean, you've, you've come so far with 162, and then you get into October, and it's just 
completely different. I mean, we saw it with uh, with Kevin Cash last year. You pull out Blake Snell when he's absolutely dealing just because the analytics said so and end up costing him. I, I think it's – I like it, but then I just don't understand it. It's crazy to me. It's just – it's. I guess it's what makes October the best month of the year uh, for sports for me. Um, but it's just – I think it's here as of late where we've seen that switch to where the leash – become so short. I can't remember it being that way. Or maybe I just didn't pay attention back in, you know, when I was in college in 2010, 2011, 2012. Yeah. I love the chaos of it. That's what I love. It's, it's, it's absolute chaos when you see a starting pitcher warming up in the bullpen in the seventh, and then you have relievers coming in in the third. Um, but you're right. It's, it's a shift that's happened over the last few years that we've never really seen before, but what it is, is just the game of baseball going more and more towards analytics and the analytics say the second time through the order, this pitcher gets hit a little more. The third time through the order, this pitcher gets hit a little more, but that's just normal. Like every team, like just as a, as a hitter, as a guy that hit professionally, if I'm, if we're starting a game, I'd rather see a guy a second, third time through the order, than see a new pitcher every single time at the plate it does make a big difference when I get my first at bat off of whoever it may be. And then I come up for my second at bat and it's that second, it's that same guy. It helps. Um, So I think in the playoffs, they just try and minimize that because they know the numbers say, all right, every time somebody sees this guy for a second time, the success rate is a little more and a little more. I love advanced stats. Yeah. There's only, (laughs) there's only, you know, I can pick a handful of pitchers right now in the postseason that aren't going to have that sort of treatment by their managers. You know, Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, Walker Bueller. Um, there's there's not a ton of them. There really isn't. Um, so that's that's a little crazy, I think. But it, it is the new age of baseball, and it does cause a lot of chaos. So I think I think the biggest thing is that Wednesday, the next game, the Cardinals-Dodger game, where it's – Mad Max probably wants to go nine, probably wants to just throw 200 pitches just to prove a point. And you have Adam Wainwright and the and the red hot Cardinals coming in to play spoiler. And Wainwright has been doing this for almost two decades now. And his a big game moment's never been bigger than this at the tail end of his career, where he's just gonna dice he's trying to dice them up real slow, move the move the ball over the plate. And I'm more excited for this matchup because I want to see. Wainwright, who's, you know, kind of soft and throwing now against that Dodger lineup and Mad Max, who's just Mad Max against the red hot Cardinals offense. And I think this is just a perfect, um, perfect two days of baseball because you probably have the best second place team in the history of baseball wins wise playing a team that just got hot in September going into October. It's a, it's beautiful. It really is. Here's my thing about this game and, and what I don't understand. Everybody, everybody is taking the Dodgers to win this game. And it's a surefire. Look, they won 106 games. Uh, oh, my God, they're going to win. They're certainly a favorite. They're playing at home. This is game over. This is baseball, okay? It's a one-game playoff. I don't care if it was the Rockies against the Dodgers. They would have a chance to win this game. But it's not the Rockies. It's the hottest team on the face of the earth right now. And that's the reason that I picked the Cardinals to win this game, actually, is because, look, It's a do-or-die, sudden-death playoff game. It's baseball, and you have the hottest team in the world coming into the playoffs that just squeaked in because they went on a 17-game win streak, and they got in because of that. I love love betting 
on a good team to get to get in. And I'm not saying betting as in like betting on the game. I'm saying I love just hitching my wagon yeah. to a team yeah. that is the hottest team in the world that got in at the end. You, you look at the 2019 Nationals. You look at the Royals. You look at the 2011 Cardinals when they did it. All it takes is a team getting hot and getting in. And then it's baseball at that point. You don't know what's going to happen. If this were a five-game series, I'd take the Dodgers. But it's not. It's a one-game playoff. It's Adam Wainwright against Max Scherzer. Adam Wainwright's a ground ball pitcher. Max Scherzer's a power pitcher that you can hit the ball out of the yard off of if he's not on his A game. I, I just I, I, I think this game's a toss-up, and I'm tired of everybody just assuming it's the Dodgers that are going to win because I really don't think that's the case. I think the Cardinals just have, have just as good of a chance. Uh, I think the Max Muncy injury is huge for the for the Dodgers. I think he's a big piece they need in that lineup. He's more than just a power hitter. He's a guy that gets on base a lot. Um, I love this matchup. I'm really excited for it, and I think the Cardinals have a great chance to win this game. I, I think people underestimate momentum and, and really hitting your stride at the right time in the game of baseball. So I'm riding with the Cardinals. I think especially with the crafty veteran and Adam Wainwright on the mound, to, uh, I'm sorry, tomorrow night, I know Mad Max is one of the top pitchers still today in this game. Um, but, man, I, I thought the same thing about if Toronto could have continued their winning ways, I said it on our Beyond the Diamond podcast, that if they get into that wild card game, they're going to win it because of the way that they're riding that momentum. Obviously, they didn't work. That, that didn't work for them on the, on the AL side. But for the NL, this wild card game, I'm going with the Cardinals. I don't know about you, Des, but I, I'm a big believer in this win streak with how hot they are. They still have Nolan Arenado. Wainwright's on the mound. They've got Yachty. I mean, my goodness, it's it's going to be crazy out in Chavez Ravine. But I, like I said, I'm riding with St. Louis. I think I'm going to go. Um, don't you go God, with the I Dodgers. Hate, don't, don't do it. No, don't. Look, don't. Dude, the Cardinals your have no, caused so no. much pain in my life as a Who child. Who cares? Okay, I'll go Cardinals. Go, I'll come go on, Cardinals. dude. Where are you going to go with the Dodgers? <laughs> Goldschmidt from the Woodlands right up the road. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go with. I'll go with the Cardinals. Um, shifting into Thursday, obviously now we have, we'll have the wild card set. The first game, obviously the early game is going to be the white Sox and Astros in Houston. Of course um, it is. Of course. Because of course it is. I mean, two division champs playing the three o'clock game. Gotta love that. Um, Ben, I know you picked the white Sox to win the world series early on. I believe it was your, your, one of your articles in July, August around that timetable. Mm-hmm. Um, They've had some injuries pop up. They're still a freaking wagon of a team. I am triple triple down on, I call them frauds in like March. And so now I'm like pigeonholed with this take. And uh, I, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a uh, old takes exposed with it. If we do lose, but let's just dive into the series. What are your thoughts? I think it's going five and I really don't know who's going to win. Yeah, you know, I did I did predict the White Sox to win the World Series. And for the sake of, you know, this is how it always goes. When you still have a chance to win a prediction, you stick with it. Um, I still I still have the White Sox winning the World Series. I think of any team in the American League right now, the White Sox match up against the Astros better than anybody, even better than the Rays. You look at you look at how you would ideally like a roster set up in the playoffs and it's having a dominant one, two, three guy in the rotation and having a good eighth, ninth inning bullpen, um, which is exactly why, um, well, I won't spoil our national league side of things, but 
Um, the, the White Sox, that is how they are set up. And that's what worries me with the Astros. And, and, and look, we, we all know who, who I'm rooting for in this, but the, the White Sox do worry me. Um, and, and I think they're just built for success. The, the Astros are different this year than they have been in past years when they get into the playoffs. They're a team that lives and dies by their offense. I, I know they have good pitching, but we, you, you don't know what you're going to get out of them in the playoffs. I feel like, I feel like you can count on Lance um, and, and maybe even a little bit to, to Framber, but you don't know what you're going to get from Urquidy, from Garcia, um, from, from those guys and in the back in, in the back end. And that worries me um, because you can't rely in the playoffs on your offense going out and scoring seven runs every single game. You can't, it's not going to happen in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and this White Sox team is capable of shutting you down and they have studs on the offensive side, man. I, I think a lot of people count them out just because they were able to coast to a division title. Um, look, the White Sox knew they were going to be division champs since June. Like they didn't have anything to play for. They didn't care. Like they're, they're a good baseball team and everybody points to, they haven't really beaten anybody. Um, look, they, they knew they were going to be in the playoffs. They haven't been playing their hearts out. We saw, and I don't like pointing to one game, but the biggest regular season game that we have seen in 20 years happened this year. And the White Sox played the New York Yankees. And I say that with almost like quotations, but they are, they're the New York Yankees. They're a big team to play against. They went on a national stage and they played the best regular season game that I have seen in a long, long, long time. And they proved that they can hang with them. They proved that they can out slug you. Um, I, I love that team and I have them uh, predicted to win the, the series. I, but I, I will I, say this before you guys move on. I will say this. If the Astros do win this series, I think they I, I don't see anybody stopping them. If the Astros win this first series, I think they win the World Series. I don't think there's anybody that matches up with them better than the um, than the White Sox match up. Do you think your your perception would change if it was a seven game series over five? If the White Sox and Astros were not playing in the ALDS? Yes, it, 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 it worries me more so that it's five games yeah. because the the White Sox have those three they can just throw at you. And if you're not on your game, the series can be over. And if they want to, if they're down, they don't have to pitch a fourth guy. They can go right back to number one. Right. Um, they, they can go one, two, three, one. Whereas the Astros, they're rotate like you have to rely on your offense. What are you going to do with two and three? Do you do you throw? You're essentially sending rookie Luis Garcia in a game four yeah. if like a, maybe a must win again. Yeah, and, and another thing to keep in mind is Zach Grinke is going to be coming out of the bullpen. They don't have the veteran arm in the rotation. Like, that's that's crazy to me. I think a, a confident point for the Astros is you're going to at least get Lance McCullers and uh, Framber Valdez at home. That gives you a little more confidence. But then after that, it's – it's I mean, it's it's a question mark to me. And I think we can all agree on that, right? Exactly. And, and that's – that in a nutshell is why I've picked the White Sox here. Look, there's not a better offense, in my opinion – on the planet than the Astros. Like it just doesn't, they just don't stop coming at you, but I've all pitching wins in the playoffs. We've seen yeah. it. And, and in the past when the Astros were as good as they have been, they've had the pitching. They, yeah, their team was built around yeah. having a one, two, three, 
that you're just pumped to, to go out there because the, an offense can get shut down. It's October baseball. Everybody's, everybody's good. And this team that they're playing worries me. And, and a five-game series really worries me because you have no wiggle room. We've seen down the stretch in August the Astros' bats go through these lulls, and you just can't mm-hmm. afford to go through lulls in October. And, and they'll be up for the playoffs. They'll, they'll be fine. Um, but a five-game series worries me because when you're going up against three studs like they're about to, you can, you can be out of it in a hurry. I've said this so many times. We, as Astros fans, were so spoiled with the pitching rotations that they've had in the last, man, 2017, 2018, 2019. I mean, Verlander, Cole, Keuchel. Um, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, Charlie Morton. That's the one that I'm looking for. Zach Grinke got added in with, with Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. I mean, so coming into this playoffs, it's, it's crazy to look back at the rotations they had and then the rotation. I think the rotation's good, but – you know, they, they haven't been on this big of a stage. Obviously, last year was a little bit different. You're going to have a rookie in Luis Garcia throwing, Jose Urquidy. So, yeah, I think it goes back to that old saying, offense wins you games, pitching and defense wins you championships. So, Do you I still sh- – I'm still pulling for the Astros, obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah, so – I mean, we all are here. Let's go. Yeah. We all yeah. are. Do you think the shift of the white this White Sox team – obviously, they had Oakland on the ropes last year uh, before they lost – now with the crowd being a factor, this is almost like this course first time playing in front of a playoff crowd. Obviously, it was with the sound. It's it's different as a player. Obviously, it's still 60 feet, 6 inches, you're 90 feet, you know, going base to base. But there's got to be that kind of factor in there if someone blinks. Obviously, this Astro team has logged more innings in October than a, a lot of the guys in the league. So it's not different for them. But I do think the home field advantage – shifts a bit towards the Astros in this series. I still think it's going to go five, but that that early on of, oh, shit, we're playing in a rowdy crowd. We're playing in a raucous playoff crowd for really the first time as the White Sox core. Yeah, you know, I, I think a big difference for the White Sox is last year they, had, they were talented. They didn't have um, the managerial experience that they do now. And look, I was as critical of anyone as the hiring of for of Tony Larusa. Um, I still am not sure it's the greatest mesh with that team. But we talked about it earlier. One thing Tony Larusa is not going to do in the playoffs is panic. He's been there a million times. He's won there before. He's not going to hit the panic button, and he's going to be a calming voice for these guys if i'm going into the playoffs as the white Sox with a fairly unproven team that's very talented and i have a manager that's never been there before it's like okay guys like what are we doing here but it really is a calming feel in that clubhouse i I promise you tony larissa tony larissa is not going to be freaking out tomorrow yeah um he's he's been there a million times that's going to be a big big factor for them but yeah i think the crowd um in my opinion is going to play a big factor um it really shows itself in the playoffs. Who's gamers and who's not? Who was built for this moment and who's not? And both, you know, you have the White Sox team, who we don't really know. But the most important part of this Astros team in the playoffs is going to be that success of whoever throws games two, three, and four. And we don't know what we're going to get. We don't know how they're going to react in the playoffs. Garcia has never been here. We don't know what we're going to get, and he's such a vital part of this team. One thing that I think is promising is that, you know, Urquidy got thrown into a, a road world series game in 2019 and dominated. 
Yeah, that's a guy that's yeah. built for this moment. You don't do that unless you're built for this moment. So I think he's a big piece uh, to go out there and rely on in the postseason. Um, but guys like Garcia that the Astros absolutely need to do well, it's all going to come down to who is built for these moments. And we don't know that. You know, yeah. with the older Astros teams, we knew who was built for these moments. And, and that's what you look at is who's built for these moments. You knew Justin was. You knew Garrett was. You knew more than anybody on planet Earth that George Springer was built for these moments. But less in, now you have this series of two talented teams that you know less of who is, who is built for these moments. Who is going to step up? We know Altuve is going to step up. We know Bregman's going to do what he does. We know Correa is going to play well. But now the Astros have less and less guys that we know are going to step up. And the White Sox have nobody that we know if they're going to step up or not. So I, I really think this is going to be um, it, on the White Sox side. We don't know what we're going to get on the Astros side. You know, you need, you know, you need two, three, and four in the rotation to step up. And if not, it's going to be, it's, it could be a quick exit. It could be losses, yeah. yeah and, and let's also not forget that the Astros have played in every single hostile environment that you can think of this year. Another great point. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. keep that in mind going into October, it's going to be, you know, a crowd, the crowd's definitely going to be a factor, but I don't think that that'll phase the Astros at all. I mean, you can't yep. get worse than, than the Bronx and, you know, people screaming F L two and things like that. So <laughs> it's crazy. We'll shift real quick to the wild card versus the Rays. I think we're all kind of on the same boat that the Rays are just a different animal right now. They have a backyard baseball auto generated team with guys that throw hundred miles an hour and hits the ball 500 feet. Uh, I'm the Rays. The Rays powered through this series. What's up, Ryan? Oh, I was I was just gonna say it's it's crazy. You talk about that lineup, and then you know, assuming they get to the ALCS, they're still not even gonna have a sellout at Tropicana Field. That's embarrassing. They need. I know, they, you have your. You have. I just saw Brett Phillips on Twitter, like you know, trying to pump up the crowd and saying it's packed the trop. It's uh, not gonna happen. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's, it's just not, not gonna happen. It's it's embarrassing, man. They deserve so much better. I, you know, I like selfishly as a fan of baseball, like I wish I was in the area so I could like have them as my team because they're so good and so talented. I just feel bad for them that they have one, the trop and two fans there that don't that don't show up. And and it's not the fans. I promise you guys, it's not the fans. It's right. the fact that they have a stadium in like, St. Pete yeah. that's miserable to get to. And oh, once you awful. do get there, it's not the best place in the world to watch a ball game. It's it's not awful. It's not good, but it's not like yeah. awful. It's just what is awful is getting there. I wish so yeah, badly that, they just had a stadium in Tampa somewhere that's a nice stadium that people could go to and watch a great baseball team play baseball, but they don't. I feel bad for the players. I feel bad for the fans that want to watch them. Um, and I, there will be a better crowd in the playoffs, but it's still it's still tough to get to, and it's it's not going to be a sellout just because it's it's just a miserable miserable experience getting there. That yeah, drive just, over that bridge is, is so awful. Yeah. I've been to one game at Tropicana Field and Tropicana Field, and it was back in 06. No, I'm sorry, 08 when the uh, Rays were playing the Red Sox, and I think Game Six of the ALCS. Josh Beckett is from the high school that I went to, Spring High School, so we got to go see him play and. I didn't realize how bad it was until we stayed in Tampa, take a taxi cab over that bridge and how long it takes and everyone else trying to get in. It makes it so awful. I mean, just miserable. I think the biggest thing is the players deserve this juice, right? They put in the time of the 162 grind. They've had a hell of a year. They won the East. They deserve a pack 
raucous crowd going out. And if they play the Yankees, there may there's going to be a lot of Yankee fans there in that in that era already. And now you're not even going to have you're going to have like a 50-50 crowd and that sucks. That really sucks for for the guys who've put in the work the entire year. But I still th- have the Rays winning that series uh pretty pretty Yeah, Rays are going to beat Rays are going to beat either the Yankees or the Red Sox. I don't think they yeah. can take them down in a five-game series. Yeah. Um Braves Brewers um, kind of flying under the radar in in the talks of playoff baseball. Uh, the Braves miraculously moneyballed Acuna with the trades. They they got his production back through all these trades, and now they're making a run. Brewers are are just the constant in, in the central. Uh, ben, where do you land on this series? I love this series. Uh, look, the Braves were my preseason pick to win the World Series. Obviously, the team at this point is a shell of what I thought they were going to be, and I don't think they—I don't think they still win the World Series. Um, but who could have predicted everything that happened with Acuna, Soroka's freak injury, obviously the Azuna stuff? This team is just not what they were. Um, but I love what they did at the trade deadline, man. They went out and just totally revamped this team um, and built a great fun roster that's just like a kind of do or die like we're gonna hit a bunch of balls out of the yard and we're gonna be really fun to watch and they are um but i love this brewers team i absolutely love this brewers team since they acquired willie adamas via trade in may i think it was they've been arguably the best team in baseball um the brewers are are my pick to win the nl pennant and in large part because of the way their roster is set up. And I talked about it earlier with the White Sox. Who, I mean, who has a better one, two, three than the Brewers? And Corbin Burns, uh, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta, it's it's dominant. And then you look at their bullpen, and they throw a bunch of guys at you that have a two ERA. And then Josh Hader in the back end. Um, it really hurts me. I felt great about this prediction until Devin Williams went out and punched a wall and broke yeah. his hand. Man, um, I, I love this team. That definitely hurts. But um, I, I still think this team is really good. And I think they have every bit the potential uh, to be in the World Series. So I'm taking the Brewers in this series. Uncle Charlie on the mound for game one for the Braves. Yeah, Crazy. I think I think if the Braves, uh, the Braves need to steal game one to give them a chance. And Charlie has to carry them. I got the Brewers as well. And it's kind of scary how good this Brewers team is. And Yelly has had such a down year. But it's October. If you get hot, no one – who cares what you did in the regular season? Yeah. You, you live forever if you get throw hot that October. Out the, throw yeah. that out the window, it's right? It's a brand-new season. Exactly. It's like it's like Cody Bellinger. Like, he had the worst season of all time. Because of Muncie, he's probably going to have to start at first base. I could see Bellinger starting at first base. Yeah. He's Cody Bellinger. Like, in the playoffs, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say he's going to have a – I don't think he's going to hit under 200 in the playoffs – I know he's struggled all year. I know there's something going on there. But like you said, it's the playoffs. Like, it's all thrown out the window. If he comes yeah. out in the wild card game and hits a huge bomb, I feel like he's going to re- be right back in the 4-5 or five slot in that lineup. Oh, yeah. Dodgers who are fall back in love with them. Like, it, uh, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be it'll be wild. Uh, the last matchup, we'll go to the wild card. The wild card winner, we're kind of all agreed on the Cardinals. I think I got bullied in that one. But Cardinals, Giants, or hey, LA Giants? Hey, we're, no, real talk. Let's let's hang on real, real quick, Ben. If you don't mind, uh, Des, were you really gonna pick the Dodgers? Just give us your real prediction, man. I, I'm not gonna grill you for it. Look, I, my buddy's an outfitter for the Cardinals. I want the Cardinals to win. 
I just I think the Dodgers would just kind of outmuscle them in that one gamer. But anything can happen. I don't know. Don't let I'll us be happy you, for dude. the Cardinals. I'll be happy. Don't let us bully. Look, you either have it or you don't, son. <laughs> um. So the wild card winner versus the Giants. Giants who found the fountain of youth. Uh, this off season have applied it to their team. I mean, they, they're a squad and they're they're dudes. I I, I can't believe it, I'm saying that right now. In, in 2021, is it what, what was the official word on Brandon Belt? I do he's, not, out. He's, he's out. out. He's out. For this. Okay. He's out. He's going to be out for the DS, I believe. Okay. Ben, what's um, what's your prediction here? Yeah, I got a hot take here. Let's go. Yeah. I'm I'm about it. I'm about it. I love it. Bring it to us. I got I got the Cardinals in this series. Um I I love I love a hot team getting into the playoffs. There I I got them taking out the entire NLS. Look, this Giants team is so good. Um I I I love it. I love this team. I love what they've done all year. Um but the the Cardinals have every bit the firepower to stay with them. There's just something special going on in, in San Francisco. I think if the Cardinals who obviously this is predicting, they already won the game against the Dodgers. If the Cardinals can go in San Francisco and win one of those first two games, I love them to win this series. I have them predicted to win it. I know my, my whole playoff prediction just came out. Fox just posted my entire bracket I have them beating the Dodgers, and then I have them beating the Giants. I just think this team is the hottest team on the planet. We've seen it time and time again. Everybody undersells what a wild card team can do in the playoffs. Um, and I, I don't like anybody more than a team that's been playing for their life for the last, you know, two months of the season. And the Cardinals have been doing that. And, you know, assuming they can get through this one game and assuming they can get anything out of Jack Flaherty in the NLDS, I I love them. I, I, I like them, and I think they can win that series. I think the Cardinals can play the way the Giants have been playing baseball all year. And I think they can be better at that. I think because the Giants have just been kind of living and dying by the big home run, the big solo blast, gap to gap. That's that's the Cardinals. And then you add on top of the hottest September for them. I, I can see that happening. I really can. Yeah, man. I, I, I just think the addition of Arenado one is huge for the confidence of that team, but yeah, it's, it's all about getting hot at the right time. And that's what they are. And they have some studs in that rotation. They have some studs at the back end of that bullpen that are just, you know, I, I, I will take them up against anybody. I really will. I like, I, I know there's more talented teams. I know the Dodgers on paper are a more talented team, but baseball isn't played on paper. And that's why I think they can go into LA and win. That's why I think they can beat both of the teams that are a little more talented than them because they just have something going for them right now. And the, the Cardinals just have it in the playoffs. They have it. And, and we've seen it time and time again, and I'm, I'm taking them. Yeah, special special things happen to teams that hit hit their stride at the right time. Perfect example is the 2019 Washington Nationals. We watched that firsthand here in Houston. Literally, yep. I mean everything they did in the playoffs, from getting out of the wild card, getting into the A or NLDS, and then from that, and they just kept on going, and just special things happen. I think I I tend to agree with you, Ben. I think the Cardinals have that special thing right now. They get past LA. 
they could very easily go into San Francisco and steal a couple games and yep. then find themselves in the World Series. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's the, my, my biggest worry of my World Series prediction being the Brewers is the Cardinals, honestly. And that's crazy to say. Um, but I just think we undersell how dominant a wild card, a hot wild card team can be in the playoffs. And who's hotter than the Cardinals? No that's way. so that was so just just real quick to go back to the, the ALDS. That's why you know I think the matchup between the White Sox and the Astros is um, obviously it's it's a big series, right? And you, and you said that they match up better with the Astros than anybody else. Des and I talked about this so much in the last couple of weeks on our Beyond the Diamond podcast, but um, we said we would rather take on the White Sox than a wild card winning team. I now look back at those takes and I look back to where the Blue Jays were and the Mariners were, and then now it being the Yankees and the Red Sox, I don't think either of those teams have what the Cardinals have right now. And I don't think either of those teams even had the momentum that the Mariners and Blue Jays had, even though they didn't even make the wild card. So I, I much rather would face a division winning team. That's not coming out of the, or I'm sorry, I wouldn't, I I just don't want to face a wild card team ever because just of what we've seen in the past. Exactly. And and that's what, that's exactly what I'm, and when I look at, when I like to look at a wild card team and think they could do well, it is exactly what the St. Louis Cardinals have done this year. It's not the Red Sox or the Yankees. Those are the teams that barely held on right um, to a wild card spot. I would have been worried sick if I had to play the Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the team I look at a team that got hot has a, a dominant team that can be great. Um, that that just squeaks in and has been playing for their life. That's what the Cardinals are. Um, the Red Sox and the Yankees, uh, I don't think go any further than this wild card game. I think one of them will win this wild card game, obviously. Um, and I, I think that's the end of it for them. But uh, the Cardinals, I'm just not so sure that's the case because they are that team that I like to look at that becomes a wild card team and then just continues their hot run. We've seen it time and time again. But the Yankees and the Red Sox, aren't that team. They were just kind of, there was a four-way tie. They were battling it out. They had an advantage and then they lost the advantage. And on the last day, the advantage wasn't there at all. And then they held on in the end, like, you know, boring. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of the, the boring factor right there for this. I mean, I know it's the, you know, one of the best rivalries, but I would have much rather seen a George Springer led team with those young guys in in Toronto. Could you imagine if they would add a wild card game in Toronto? I mean, my God, oh my that place, that, dude, that place would have been. Oh my boring. God, that would have been sick. Oh, it would have been insane, but unfortunately, they didn't make it. Yeah, it's kind of the boring series when you compare the two wild card games. But at the end of the day, look, it's October. It's one of the best times in in the year. So I'm pumped. I'm ready. You know. I, and again, Ben, thanks for taking the time with us. Des, uh, of course. We got any other series to talk about, or is that? No, everybody? that's it. Yeah. Uh, ben, do you have? Anything, obviously the socials will plug in everything. Any big projects you're coming up you want to promote? Uh, are you going to be at any of the games? Let the crazies know right now. Yeah. Um, October is about to be crazy um, for me and and my show. My my podcast is called Flipping Bats with Ben Verlander. And actually this week heading into playoffs, I have Pudge Rodriguez on, which is nuts, by the way. I wow. saw the uh, snippet the cool, about the Ventura thing. That was really, really cool. Just the coolest conversation. Talked all about Nolan Ryan and the Rob Ventura sick. thing. Uh, talked <clears throat> about like why he went to Detroit. It was so awesome. So that's the episode out right now. Um, but heading into October is going to be so cool. 
for the show. Going to be doing a bunch of live stuff right after Games End. Going to be coming out with two podcasts a week, I believe, if not more. Um, Wednesday, I'm going to the wild card game. Um, but uh, yeah, Wednesday, I'm going to the wild card game and then going to studio after and immediately coming out with an episode that's going to come out Thursday morning. So a Thursday morning playoff preview episode will be out. But again, that's called Flipping Bats with Ben Verlander, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, yeah, I hope you check it out. It's all about just being a younger voice talking about baseball in a really fun and exciting way and just being a newer voice in baseball that is, was desperately uh, needed. So I, I hope you all check it out. Did the magic continue on this season for you on your flipping bats podcast with all of your guests that came on? Did they continue their success on the field? Man, it got it, all year, honestly, all year. It was, it was, it was insane. There's only a few players that didn't really, but it became like, <laughs> it was the coolest thing, man. Um, the, the guys would come on my show and just absolutely dominate. I remember, um, you know, one to start the year, Reese Hoskins went off. Uh, Tyler Glass now was the first episode, and until he got hurt, he was one of the most dominant pitchers on the planet. And then even continuing on, like Robbie Ray, who's going to win the Cy Young, in my opinion. Brett Phillips, when I had him on that next week, hit two grand slams, the first two grand slams of his career. It was like, what, what is happening? Um, so, yeah, the flipping bats pod luck is real. That's awesome. Well, Ben, thanks for jumping on. I know we went a little over time, but appreciate you, man. Appreciate your friendship and everything you do for us. Of course. I appreciate it as always. You guys, you guys having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's Ben Verlander of Fox Sports. Ben, <clears throat> excuse me, enjoy the uh, playoff run, man. I know you're going to be busy. Always love your content. Thanks for coming with us, uh, you know, along the journey uh, with this Beyond the Diamond podcast. That's Ben Verlander. Check him out on Twitter at Ben Verlander and uh, his podcast at Flippin' Bats podcast um on all the socials so again thanks ben that's gonna do it for beyond the diamond podcast playoff time is here baby let's go astros wild card tonight uh wild card tomorrow then thursday we'll be at the game uh until next time thanks everybody for listening and peace love you guys